Hey, sexy people. Three things before we start the show this week. First of all, I would like to dedicate this episode to everyone who's accidentally pulled their headphones out of their speakers at work to the chagrin and amusement of their co-workers when words like bossy bottom or naughty monkey or anal double fisting like just comes out of your speakers. This episode is dedicated to you. Second of all, this episode is sponsored by adamandeve.com. Show them love, my friends. Promo code SEXNERD at checkout. You get 50% off almost any item in the store, free shipping, three free DVDs, and a super secret gift. That's a lot of really good stuff. A lot of good stuff. And I would just like to point out that they carry the Lilo Gigi for 109 bucks. I realize that sounds like a lot, but stay with me. I have been around sex toys professionally for several years now. And the Lilo Gigi has stayed around as one of the top favorites uh, for people who are in love with sex toys. The Gigi is curved for G-spot play. It's got a rounded, broad head. That's great for external play. It's just, there's this versatility and ease of use that just, it's just special. So anyway, adamandeve.com has that toy plus others and remember you get 50 percent off almost any item free shipping three free dvds and a super secret gift when you mention sex nerd awesome okay 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 number three i want to talk about dates mark your calendars sex nerds if you are in los angeles on june 27th we are going to be having the 100th episode live at busby's dixie with body storytelling and i are putting together a show and we're still putting it together, but we have the date marked off, and so should you. So June 27th, I'll be throwing info at you on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, on future episodes. Just yeah, stay tuned on that. So much fun. Oh, my God. The things that are going to be happening. I love it. Uh, okay. Well, please enjoy this week's show. It's about some Dami Subby stuff, you know, a little bit on the kink stuff. Um The thing is, I realized while listening to this episode that I need to procure a couple where the dominant is female. Because I realized that beside Mary, who we adore, we haven't really had much in terms of a femdom. And I would love to have more of that. Uh, So, I am aware of that. And noted in my brain parts. All right, love you guys. Let's get into this. Now entering... Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Songs on the coast. This song comes out to you from uh, Daddy Top Forty Five. <laughs> <laughs> James, who's locked up in Folsom Prison, like to dedicate "I Love You, Baby" to his four. <laughs> <laughs> Little Art LeBeau oldie show going on there. Okay, that's funny though. Like a Fet Life, like warm oldie show just like <laughs> um decrepit 42 would like to send out something to mistress uh, obscene uh protecting her for over 10 years um and or whatever um i've just been on fet life recently 
after not being on for a long time mm-hmm. and and starting to kind of be back and getting to know people and then right. friending people and just like it's been fun to see like I'm protecting these three people. I am yeah, sub yeah. to this person, a slave to that person. Um, I live the lifestyle when I can, but I'm looking for a, pri- a princess in the street and a, and a bottom in the bed or whatever. Like, right, right. Like, impossible. We impossible. went back to, to, to FetLife recently and realized I wasn't missing much. You know, it's like, it's like garbage. Anyway. Oh, okay, so you're not on there very much. No, no. It's a placeholder. Well, I mean... My understanding is that you've got a pretty strong setup in terms of your community already and the people that are in your life. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had as much of a kink influence or like a, yeah, I just, I've, I've just been, I haven't been around the BDSM scene much at all. And so in like two years, right. so now I'm getting back into it. So this event life for me is like my okay Cupid, <laughs> but for making friends and stuff <laughs> and knowing the events. Right, right. You know what, for me, Fet life is literally you know a place to hold my stuff you know my bdsm kink related stuff that i can't post anywhere else Mm -hmm. you know the writings this that and the other maybe to keep up with a few things but i'm not missing anything by being on fet life you know it's for me from for me in my in my thing huh you go to a lot of events i go to a lot of events but the events that i go to aren't often posted on fet life uh, you know, ooh, he knows the good stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I, I've been I, I I've been in this lifestyle eleven years, and I know the clubs. You know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. I know where to go. I know who's doing what. Who's got a private dungeon? Who's having a party? You know, what I mean, I can go to those events. You know, the stuff that's on. Um, uh, so Fet Life is really clickish sometimes. You know, what I mean, it's like TNG or is it's, it's Forge. Uh, the new generation it's usually oh. 18 to 35 and then they have after you know the generation x which is 35 to like 40 and then they have the this and it's like look i just want to go meet somebody chain them up you know spank them set them on fire and then go home <laughs> 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 normal like, stuff normal stuff it's fine you know um so hello orpheus hey hi um we met recently at body storytelling right b-a-w-d-y right. And you told a fabulous story. And I want to get into a lot of stuff. I have questions for you. But um, you might as well, all these uh, listeners want to know, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm a 39-year-old male dominant seeking a... No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a professional male dominant by trait. That's what I learned how to do. I got into lifestyle uh, because an ex-girlfriend, the same one from the story, uh, left us for a dom. And we thought it was the guy's name. We thought his name was like Dominic or something like mm-hmm. that. We had no idea he was dominant. Oh. Right. And she left him. It didn't work out. She came back to us. She says, you have to see this lifestyle. So, um, you, you know. You say he came back to us. Were you in a poly relationship? We are in a poly relationship. Oh, okay. Me and my wife Indigo here. Hi, Indigo. Hello. Welcome to the table. <laughs> you guys just get to going. And you're like, when do you talk? When do you talk? Well, I'll, give you, I'll give you a cue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but ever since then, we walked into a club and we never looked back. And, you know, ever since then, I've been, you know, alternative lifestyle educator, um, alternative sex advocator, you know, mm-hmm. an educator. And I pretty much, I'm getting more into the sacred sex um, trying to get into more of the esoteric aspects of BDSM. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a little tantra action? A little what? A little tantra action? No, I hate tantra. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is esoteric BDSM. 
You know, I mean, sacred sex when it comes to slave training and bonding and, and growth with couples. Um, you know, we do a, a class called Bonsai and the Ethical Art of Slave Training, mm-hmm. um, where we really try and talk about the growing the spirit in the sub and working with within a person's nature cultivating a person to be a life partner uh, as well as a sex slave quote unquote I mean this sounds like there are layers of things that anyone could take away in terms of helping further the growth of your partner correct in life correct with this okay so we just jumped in the deep <laughs> we just jumped in the deep end of right. of all of that but okay so wow wow okay so many things just happened because I'm trying to do the Pete Holmes thing, which is another podcast around a network who's um, wonderful. Right. Uh, where he doesn't really ask a whole lot of questions beforehand or get too deep in combo because I'm realizing I'm missing so much from before we start recording. Okay. So I asked you on the show, Orpheus, because I met your body. You had told a story and you, you referenced. Met my body. Yeah, I met your body. body. <laughs> And you told a story about how you'd been in prison and this gal who'd, who'd uh, waited for you. You were a teenager at the time. Right. Um, and you ended up being together for 10 years. And so I knew about that. But then you just said that... <laughs> the same girl. But then you had already, at some point in that 10 years, had met someone, married them. No. No, oh, no, no. no. We, we're life partners. I, it's easy to describe it to other people saying oh, okay. my wife. You know what I mean? But so, you were with, in, in a poly situation. Yeah. No, no. I came after... That that's what she said, right? But I mean, you and the other girl—they already had their thing. I met him once he was already home, and he had been home for at least two years. Yeah, but yeah. you were still in a relationship, with, correct? Right. So yeah. he was still. So I mean, in the non, in the like, <laughs> run of the mill, like mainstream America, right? Right. He was still in a relationship with a gal that was waiting for him when he was in prison. Um, they're together. You two met, mm-hmm. and was that the first time you Orpheus had been in a um, poly dynamic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with everybody knowing. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I was poly. The rest of everybody wasn't at the that, time. Don't call it. Poly. <laughs> so I don't call it poly. <laughs> you were a cheater. Serial monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, they overlapped. <laughs> Multiple monogamous. Multi monogamous. Plural monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was cheating involved. There was some sneaking around with the other people. I, you know, here's here's the thing. We were seventeen. We've been poly seventeen years. Okay. Okay. And when I came home uh, from prison, my, I had to live with my mother because I was adjusting to being out. And my mother said, "Look, if another woman calls my house, I'm going to tell everybody that you're cheating on them. Ooh. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to either tell them that." Uh, about each other and the worst case thing that'll happen is everybody will break up and leave you but you'll be on an honest footing or somebody will stay one or two uh-huh. so I'm like okay that, that kind of works how and many were we talking about here calling your mama's house 15 to 20 okay that's a, okay I've tried juggling about 10 in the dating <laughs> room and that is freaking hard how are you and your mom is taking your calls yeah yeah so you're telling me that your mother is instigated the start of an open poly dynamic in your life. That is a kind of a beautiful, unique thing I've never heard before. That's great. It is. It is. And you know what? And the best thing about it is, you know what came out of it is that Indigo stayed and the person from the story stayed. Mm -hmm. And we had, we, we all had kids. You know, I had a daughter. I was a single parent. She had two kids, you know, a son and a daughter. I read it. 
I'm not Ivory. What am I saying? Ivory. Wow. I know. Sorry. <laughs> she's she's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and 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 then uh, the other girl had a son. So we brought all of our families together and just kind of just melded together for like five years. We had a great, great dynamic. It was wonderful. It, it, was there a, an evolution for you going, wow, I can be open and honest about this? There was for me, but I'm not too sure for the girls. Like, like my mother created this for me. Mm-hmm. So as long as my mother was cool with it, I didn't care who else found out about it. You know what I mean? Plus, to the rest, of, let's be honest, the rest of the world, if a man has multiple women, he's the man, of course, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But uh, for the girls, I don't know. How did you feel? Before or after we merged everything? After we merged everything. I thought it was great. We had... Um, we had four kids, three adults. It was wonderful. We did so much together. It was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the older ones, they were three. Well, between his daughter and then my two, they were mm-hmm. three years apart. My, I was pregnant when I met him. So mm-hmm. we had a small child. And then uh, our girlfriend, hers was smack dab between, you know, the other. So they They're were like stair steps. Yeah, they were words. very close. Oh, and so all the kids could play together play and together. Kind of an ecosystem. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know, they would take care of each other too. You know, the oldest would take care of the next one, next one would take care mm-hmm. of the next one. And it was a really good thing. But coming out, I think, was the question. Like, how right. did how other did people deal with it, right? You know, we had to play the game a little to where when we were at my parents' house, because they didn't know my situation, they thought they were, we were all friends, mm-hmm. except for they figured he, he was my boyfriend at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And he was her boyfriend at her parents' house. Uh-huh. And when we did stuff with his family, they knew. Okay. But right. we never hit it when we went out and about. We were always very loving, um, holding hands, kissing each other, whatever. And um, did you and the other female in the house have a relationship? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it was each person had a an intimate relationship with each person. Right. Yeah. We each belonged to each other. I used to say my girl got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool because I mean I, I imagine oftentimes it's a V more where the one in the yeah. middle like you Orpheus would have two people but they're maybe dating other people outside but to have a triangle where everyone is you know <laughs> I mean there might be more than that triangle but I'm just well no no let me say this I, I'm a bit of a Nazi when it comes to poly and, and the thing is is you know when you poly is for me a reference to one of two things, polyandry or, or uh, polygyny, you know, one or the other. You, one male, two females, or w- one female, two males. I love that you're using the anthropological terms. Exactly, because, <laughs> because poly is an umbrella term for those two terms. You just, instead of saying one or the other, you just say, oh, they're poly, you know what I mean? And you can pick for one of the two things. Well, I, I don't agree with that. Oh, no, blah, 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 and I'll tell you, I, I know because I argue <laughs> this all the time and I'm going to force people over them thinking the way I want them to think. <laughs> but but here's, my, here's my thing. When you have an open dynamic, then it's an open dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have an open relationship, I have a girlfriend who has a girlfriend who has a boyfriend who has it. That's an open dynamic. When you have a poly family, Okay, a poly family, that means you are bringing these people under one household to be one cohesive unit that works toward one common goal. Mm-hmm. That is a family. Multiple people in that family equals a poly family. Most people that I know of past one degree of separation have no dynamic with the other people. Yeah, it's like a bunch of lone wolves uh, exactly. loosely relating. Exactly. So that's why I say there's open. you have an open relationship where you have a wife and she has a, a boyfriend and you have a girlfriend and she has a husband. Mm-hmm. That is called an open dynamic. But people will lump it under poly. It's like, oh, well, I love her and she loves him. But do you two love each other? 
So poly for you means where everyone in, is in the circle of trust and relates to each other. Exactly. And has a dynamic with each other. I right. know everyone's got different um, <laughs> definitions of the things. And only I'm right. <laughs> Spoken like a true top. There you go. Uh, uh, wait, top okay. dominant here. <laughs> so, all right. So we met recently. Uh, and I had such fun at that show because everybody Me had too. such great stories. It was. Um, also, we might have a, uh, for the 100th episode for Sex Nerd Sandra, because that's coming up, we might have a June storytelling show in LA. So, uh, cool. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of the sex geeks are coming down to, to help out. Anyway, um, but so years ago, I recall, because I went to, okay, I don't remember where in downtown LA this was, but I remember being invited to like a leather weekend okay. celebration. And it was an event where every hour at this party in this big warehouse, a different event would happen, like a, a suspense rope tying mm-hmm. thing or like a, a clown age play, knife play thing happened. Like that was interesting. Do you recall this? I know what it, I know what it is. Yeah. It's the Gru. It's, it's the Gru, right? What was it? In the bu- bu- you, brewery or something? Was it in the brewery? <clears throat> I believe so. I believe so. They have like a big tree inside yeah, of the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, this is like a play. Okay, do you remember the clown night yes, play? We, we know the play. We know we the guy. We see it, but we know the guy. Because there was blood involved yes. and yes. there was it was a great role play, but I was also like, just my jaw was dropping because I'd never seen <laughs> There was such so intensity. much controversy behind that. That wasn't oh, the yeah? group, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, was, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, West Coast Leather Weekend, I believe. And- I came for the double fisting. That's oh. why I came. There was an anal fisting, man on man on one corner, and like a female on female vaginal fisting on the other. And I was like, how can I not come out for this? <laughs> I, I saw them set up. I didn't watch, but I, I, I do recall them being there. Yeah. I draw the line at anal fisting. <laughs> oh, so great. For me, it was education. Like, it was like, oh my God, tell me everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had this whole conversation with this male-female couple where the guy had huge hands and they were like really into vaginal fisting. I was like, amazing. Oh, you know what? I fisted a girl. Okay, usually I have like these rings that go down my arm. They're like steel rings. I'll have like 13 of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I fisted her. And I have like these huge hands in these. In this yeah. What's the smallest you can make your fist thing? I'm just like, do you have the duck fit hand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big fist. That's, that's, yeah, that's an orange. That's <laughs> you know at least I mean? an orange. At least an orange. <laughs> and, you know, she took it in just, and she loved it. And she said that the rings were kind of like ribbed. You know, I was like, oh. ripped for your pleasure. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was the first time I fisted anybody. And it was, for her, it was wonderful. For me, it was okay. Okay. You know? I love that you didn't take off your jewelry. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? It all fits. It, it doesn't slide off. <laughs> um, I, I realize that, okay. Hey, guys. Hey, you listening. Um, I realize we are talking about all sorts of things. But that's the exciting thing is that I saw this guy, had this memory of this warehouse and I'm like, I have to have you on the show. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. But I, I remember seeing you. Okay, there's the fisting. There was the a clown play mm-hmm. thing. Um, there was a guy doing some really kind of bullwhip action that was almost hitting people in the face when right. he would wind up. And I was like, that's okay. Right. I remember that. But then I remember you, Orpheus, in a corner. And there was like a St. Andrew's cross, like a giant cross right. that you can tie people up to. And I remember there, I think it was the first time I ever saw fire play. That was me. That okay. was me and Indigo. All right. And we had a guy um, on Ivan Van Norman, um, I don't know, a couple months ago. And he did some fire play for the audience when we, we used to do like a live show every once in a while. Okay. Um, and so some of our listeners who came to the show got to see live fire play. But, I mean, you're not actually burning the person. No. Um, no. 
It's rubbing alcohol, right? It's an illusion. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's rubbing alcohol. It's, it's like, nice and warm. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets warm. And if you do it wrong, you can be burned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depends on, you know, you should be trained in order to do it. Oh, yeah. So don't just grab your girl and say, mm-hmm. hey, I got a lighter and, you know. Not at all. And some alcohol. So definitely, um, there's an art to it. And um, and it's it's more of an, when it's done right, it is definitely an illusion that has texture, feel, smell. It affects all your senses. So, um, you know, it, it's something that I feel is probably one of the <laughs> what's the good word to say? It, it's one of those it's one of those things that are the farthest reach of sexual encounter that you can find. Mm-hmm. But once you experience it, there's nothing else like it. Fire play. Yes. Okay. Nothing else like it. I've never had it in conjunction with a sexual vibe. I mean, like you know, like a dungeon or an event, but right. it's usually like sensation. Oh, sensation. <laughs> oh my God. It's more of that. Um, it definitely has its place. You know, people do things for no reason. And that's probably my biggest gripe with BDSM is like, hey, I know how to do this. Let me do it to you. And it's like, where does it fit in the scene? What are you trying to cult? You know, it's like using a color on a painting and not have a, a meaning for it, a feel for it. Like it's just doing nothing. You you want you're talking about a scene like uh, orchestrating an experience, a relationship, exactly. uh, uh, going so I drive into something. Yeah, I I really un- I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on the show before, but I was in a DS relationship a couple of years ago. Oh wow. Um, it was it was more like a it was like a mild dynamic within the relationship, but it was definitely very present. Mm-hmm. And we'd go go to events and things. Um, but I haven't had much then, so I haven't seen in a long time actually. Right. So I so when it comes to like oh he gave a knowing look to Indigo. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little, I always feel weird when I feel hunted by the tops, you know, when they're like oh she's fresh. We she's, we we play for Team Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know we step in the club like velociraptors <laughs> like a, like a jurassic park like looking monica i'm scared <laughs> don't be scared we'll take care of you <laughs> i'm sure you, you will <laughs> you know what we my kink and people always ask me it's like i do flogging and fire play and, and bondage and and I, there's pretty much none of this except for medical play that i don't do and people ask well what's my kink i'm like my kink is actually sharing women with indy that's that is the my sweetest kink. thing. Like I'm bringing my kink everywhere because <laughs> she is the toy in the bag, man. Like seriously, because she's like when we play together, the energy is just like that much higher. You know what I mean? Because you get the female and she's got the soft female energy. And then I've got that, you know, the I manage the pain and the pleasure and the extremi- the extremes of it. Mm-hmm. And she and she can bring it down and you, you know, ground and you you're oh elevate. my god it's, it's you're it's like a carnal lust yeah. it's it's oh, it's oh my god when when we, the we rip them apart, when the man. cord is struck right <laughs> it's yeah. just oh it feels good it it tastes good it just mm-hmm. just is you know no does it always have to be a sexual genital focus thing at some point <laughs> or is it also a body because I mean at events and things it's generally more of a you often there are rules around. I think we're very sensual, even if it doesn't become sexual. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I would want to know what you term sexual, mm. because I think anything that you do that that is focused on erotic is is kind of sexualized. Does it have penetration? I don't. You know, it, it may it may not. You know, it depends on where the vibe goes. But it's always sexual. Yeah. It- you know, it always has that feel, that vibe. Because if you if it doesn't, then it's not you're not doing it right. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Because <laughs> it is, it's very sexy, and it's. I think some people have a specific thing where, for them, playing 
with the senses and BDSM and, and mm-hmm. all of that aren't, isn't necessarily sexual, like, like getting off or right. orgasmic driven behavior is a whole other realm for them. And some people, a lot of people mix it right to a certain degree. So I was just clarifying to yeah. find out like. Well, definitely. Cause I, I look at it like this. Would you have intercourse and not climax? Are you actually asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah. You would? Yeah. I wouldn't. Not on purpose? On like purpose? You, um, I mean, deny it. Like, if you're purposely, like, trying not to, you know, that's fine. Or he can't get you there, that's another problem. But, you know what I mean? But I would not set out to have sex and not finish. I guess it depends. I mean, I have many sexual moods. So, depending on my mood, I might be feeling physically aggressive. Like, I just want to, like, have sexual type activity. But I don't necessarily need to orgasm. Because after a while, I'm just like, all right. Well, it's sort of like punching something for a long time. You're like, all right, I punched <laughs> enough, you know? <laughs> We're like orgasm. No, I'm I'm just tired now. I just need a sandwich. But sometimes it's wow. all like I need to get off. I get the orgasm driven. For I guess that's just a personal like differentiation. But cool, cool. more orgasm centered. But there's definitely I don't know. I you know what I I just I I there's somebody's got to have an orgasm. You know what I mean? It's like somebody's got to get something. You know I I I don't want to do anything just for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's got to be an outcome. I think a good scene has a good start, a middle, and an end. You know what I mean? It's like a story. You know what I mean? It's it's like we're going to take our time and go through these motions, do this thing to achieve this reaction, and bam! And now we finished it. We put the we put the cherry on the on, on the on the cake right there, mm-hmm. and, and go on from there. But you know, just to bring it back, does all my play have to be intercourse? No. Does uh, does half of it? No, it doesn't have to be that. But it definitely has to be a connection there. Oh yeah. You know, it's like sports. Fuck. Ooh, can I use that word? You can say anything. Okay. It's like sports fucking. I mean, that's just exercise. <laughs> I don't want to do that, you know? Oh, sometimes I do. I, I'd be happy to just lay there. <laughs> you know, if that's what you want to do, I'll reap the benefits, but... It's, it's good cardio, man. It's, it's good cardio? cardio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, look at me not being a very good role model. Um, okay, yeah, so... Oh, this is so interesting. Predators. Predators. Um... But one thing I did that stood out in my mind, and I think somebody was also taking me around and sort of orienting me to all, all the kind of the community and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I remember you having several females at your beck and call, sort of like there seemed to be a family vibe. Yes. And I found that rather interesting. Mm-hmm. And and it almost, I almost saw it was, it felt a little haremish <laughs> in, in within the event. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think those that. are bad words. I don't think hair is a bad word. They're uh, yes, all of that is true. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I, would, so I wouldn't hard. use it. I wouldn't use harem to describe. I would use family. You know, literally, we have. You know, a, a, I think at that time we probably had upwards of about six people, but these, you know, these people saw each other. You know, every at least once or twice a week, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. We, I spend time with them. You know, they come over and do things without me. You know, and, mm-hmm. and they would go. So it wasn't like uh, boss daddy. Uh, yeah, boss pimp kind of yeah, thing. No. You know, not at all. You know, I mean, it, it, in fact, I'd wind up being jealous because they're out doing stuff and I'm not involved. You know, what I mean, <laughs> I, love, I love that. I get to interview you years after me seeing this and being like, well, there's a thing. Like, right. it's seeing you all and then getting to find out the reality of your relationships. Oh, yeah. Because especially when you're kind of a newbie and you start seeing people interacting in these spaces, there's certain assumptions about the vibe or the relationships that are established. So mm-hmm. it's cool to finally, like, like ask questions <laughs> about that. It's so cool. You know, that's, that's the hardest part about 
<clears throat> I think poly slash BDSM because I find that in this gen this generation, this newer generation, it's easier to kiss somebody and fuck somebody than it is to care about somebody. You know, know, most people don't give affection and care. And, you know, I try not to go into any arbitrary dynamics. You know, if somebody if, if I'm going to be there for you, I'm going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to if you're going to be part of me, you're going to be a part of this household. So, you know, a person never has to be alone. You know, mm -hmm. they always have people that they can depend on. And I give loyalty because I expect it. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, and that's a part of where the DS starts coming in. Mm -hmm. I expect loyalty. I have standards that I, I need people to follow protocols that they need to go through. And it's not rigorous, but it is there. There's the overtone. There's simple respect that needs to be given. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I go through and facilitate all these things. Tell me more about protocols. That sounds sexy. Pro <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's just your screening process for people that you want to uh, start dating. But I mean, but that sounds because also I would say on the show so far, we haven't had many dominant males or relationships in the DS. Right. And dominant and submissive for people who are listening who haven't heard that before. Um, relationship style. So when you say protocols, I'm, I don't know. Protocols are, are a list of <sighs> observed rules that need to be uh, rules that need to be observed in the dynamic. Um, one, they're unifiers because everybody has to, including me. There's some rules that even I have to adhere to in my own dynamic and that everybody has to adhere to, thereby making everyone equal. I don't like the idea of alpha, beta, like, Indy's been here 17 years, so she has rights that someone else doesn't have. And mm -hmm. someone else doesn't have this and someone else doesn't have that. So everybody has to do the same thing. Um, and they can start off very um, task-driven. You know, um, when we go to the club, I always have a cup of coffee, whether I want it or not. I'm going to send somebody for it. They're going to present it in this way, in this fashion. Um, when I'm at home, uh, if you hand me something, they need to be kneeling in this way. Uh, they all have positions that they have to do. And positions? Yeah, prostration. Are you talking about um, just in daily life or do you mean like during play? Like literally ritual. Their bodies have to be kneeling. You know, face forward, chest out, hands in front, you know, let knees spread um, to hand me something. You know, what like, I mean? can I have the remote? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Here's I mean, cause, your meal. Because also, you got to live life, right? So, oh, yeah, went to work, came home, whatever. Like, life happens. Got to do the dishes and stuff. But you're sitting there, like, let's say three of you are sitting there and somebody has the remote and you want the remote. Orpheus, you're like, hey, oh, they'll reach home. over and toss it to me. You know what I mean, but no, oh, okay. I'm, if we're if we're on the couch, but I mean, you know, if if I say I need some coffee, that coffee is going to be presented. You know, what I mean, um, or if I need X, Y, and Z, it's going to be presented. But if, if we're within handing range, I'm not going to get that anile. And again, the idea is a it's a humbling process, yeah. and it's a unifying process, and it's also that. Uh, um, when we need to be have when we have people over who are I respect and and who are high, I don't say ranking, but uh, people that I really respect. That you know, I you run your household ac mm -hmm. accordingly, and it's these are all the things that we need to happen in order to make our our house run smoothly. Those rules are very fluid. It depends on what we're doing, or what as we would always per se when he plays the dom card. Because sometimes you know you're just lounging and having fun, but at any time they become it can become a serious matter, and you have to adjust to his moods. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fun; it keeps you on your toes. Um, but 
how we present things to him is not the same how we present things to um to a friend of his or someone mm-hmm. who's visiting mm-hmm. like where our legs are open uh you would still be kneeling but your legs wouldn't be open to them because mm-hmm. they don't have access. that type of access yeah, right they, they don't have the genie remote to open <laughs> it. <laughs> i really i need to step back because i've i'm already because i get so curious i'm like tell me everything but then it's like okay <laughs> okay some basic questions okay indigo are you a sub is that how you identify or how do you <sighs> this is always a hard one for me because i identify as his Oh, they're so uh, cute. Okay, so, sorry. Uh, you know, and then there's always there's that big debate of sub or slave. But um, for me, they are one and the same. They are a yin and a yang, two parts of who I am. So my main thing is I just I'm owned. I am his. I am whatever he needs me to be. Oh, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And because people who are listening are like, I don't like might have some preconceptions of what like, oh, you're making people be your subs. Like, what? Okay, like, what I'm do making you people be my subs. I like, love that. I'm a very strong-willed person. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I, I, I would tend to run someone over as opposed to being the runned over. Mm-hmm. But um, I release all that for him to him. That is how I like it to be. If I could tell him what to do, um, I wouldn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I am not forced to do anything. I don't. I. I enjoy being seven of nine. You know what I mean? That is how I exist. <laughs> and I was not bamboozled or coerced into doing this. I know exactly who I am and why I'm here. What do you get out of it? I enjoy having all the others around. I like, I can't provide everything he needs. It's mm-hmm. impossible. And I don't want to do all of it. There's some things that he wants to do, especially in his play, because sometimes he wants to be rough. I don't necessarily want to be the person for that. So I love that there's someone else to take over that. Now, mind you, I will do it. Um, whatever it is, I will do it. But some things I might be are higher on my list of, ooh, yay, you right. know. But um, I love the others. It is just part of who we are. I never want him to be by himself, and I can't always mm-hmm. be there. It's also the, the subbing of being a submissive. Um, no, the, this question comes from me, who tends to be submissive also. So it's more. <laughs> I like the inflection. Also, <laughs> no, it's, in theory, it's more. It's more because I I want to do my due diligence because I I'm so often in the bubble of under of understanding, and my mm-hmm. questions come from a place where I kind of you know I've been in the scene, but I know that people listening, hey, you on the bus right now, you at work trying to avoid your boss listening. Right may not know or understand the place where someone comes where they want to enter a relationship where they are giving over to someone else. And so it's, I find that incredibly gratifying. And there's something about the structure of that that I love. It's a release. I don't have to control this. If I had to run this ship, I'd lose my freaking mind. Yeah, it's relax. I don't know. It's nice. You know what? I, I like to point out that being a submissive is more prevalent than most people think you know it, the idea is you know i release you know you let go you give over to something that is greater than you or that you have deemed greater than you so you go to church and you give yourself over to god you join a group and you go with the group dynamic you submit you yield to whatever the group is you know it is everywhere everyone can't be a dominant they're, they're, mm-hmm. this is just not going to happen most people are the type of people who are willing to be subordinate, or that's why I like to say it's another way of looking at submissive, instead of saying submissive, but subordinate 
to another human being. They want them to provide the direction. They want them to do the work and they just want to go along with it. That's why we have these service industries, these things where they do everything for you and all you have to do is come in and pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just taking what they give you. Mm -hmm. Being a bottom sub uh, submissive is very innate. Plus, if you're my age and older, you remember when um, the 50s household, you know, leave it to Beaver. Mm-hmm. You you remember uh, Father Knows Best. You remember all these where the woman would take care of the man and he would do X, Y, and Z and she would do this. These are roles in a relationship that are very defined. Everybody knows their place and people are comfortable with it because they understand. When you have like a 50-50 relationship, I find that you get more trouble because they're like, oh, you were supposed to do this. No, you were supposed to do that. No, you were supposed to. Because nobody's roles defined because mm-hmm. we're all 50-50. Mm-hmm. You know, in my relationship, I'm the quarterback. I want the ball in my hand when the game's on the line. Okay. It's very important to me because when it goes, just like a quarterback, when everybody wins, the team won. Mm-hmm. You know, when we lose, the quarterback lost. You want to be the quarterback. <laughs> and I want to be the quarterback. I want to blame it on me when we don't win. It's, it sounds like he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. Wow, there was no confidence <laughs> no. in that. <laughs> no, because I don't, I, I'm not a sports girl, so I'm like, I All have right. to really think Cut about Cut everything off. We, we need to get that. <laughs> this is a test of the American system. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you do your job very well. And I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is. I, I always go over like we'll do a scene or something and everyone and people will congratulate me or what I, I didn't do anything you know <laughs> right. I think you do you hold a lot on your shoulder shoulders and I don't think you get as much credit for what it is that you do you always stand up when something goes wrong you are quick to make something right and accept whatever responsibilities have to be take you know accepted I don't it's just, it's just natural. It Aww. just is. I don't think about it. I love the redemption that just happened there. <laughs> yeah, she, she went back. She's. Yeah. I don't want you to see. And the fact that you two are so adorable and like Orpheus, when I met you, I was like, oh, he's not mean. Like I saw, I saw your story. I'm like, oh, and like, dude, you're like a freaking comic book nerd. Apparently, I am. You are a total comic book nerd. You're um at Sanctuary. You have a night club hentai. It's the only kinky cosplay uh, event in Los Angeles, actually in the United States. You know, we do 100% cosplay dedicated to people who share a love of a bondage in, in BDSM and comic books and kink. Does that mean that you have the stage show? Because I've been to other events yes. there. I haven't been to hentai yet. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> excellent. We do. We had, we had Jessica. We had a girl do Jessica Rabbit with mm-hmm. Rabbit, Roger Rabbit, and she did. She did the whole song from the scene, and she has the beautiful red hair. We have the Baroness coming up from GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done pretty much Catwoman. We've done the whole nine yards, and we have a lot, beautiful burlesque dancers that come out and entertain. Mm-hmm. Then we have our my friends who are bondage performers who. <laughs> who could be fr- pretty wild sometimes mm-hmm. and uh you know if you're not ready for bondage and kink and all that stuff uh it may be a little out there but you know most people like it when um i mean because we do have listeners that are in la so when each month is it it's it's actually every other month oh, okay so the next one is may 4th yes and oh, yeah. um at uh, sanctuary in, in los angeles the first Saturday. Yeah, so if, if you guys month. go to Facebook and put in Club Hentai, you'll find it. Or if you go to uh, FetLife and put in Club Hentai, you'll find it. So those are plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. And it's, 
a wonderful experience to go on a little bit of an adventure. Even people who are kind of vanilla, it's oh, a yeah. it's wonderful to like, especially if you're in a relationship or you take a friend and you just kind of like pay your whatever it is, like fifteen twenty bucks. What mm-hmm. is it? Like it's fifteen bucks. Yeah. See, I love meeting. Because you seem so cuddly on stage, so it's like, and then you're just such a sweetie. Like, because oh, really, I mean, I have a certain distrust of when tops are don't that when they stay in that top character that like mm-hmm. kind of gruff. Um, I love when they're warm and mm-hmm. and sweet to a certain degree because because you know it'll come out later, Rawr. right? Right. Um, and you don't have to be a jerk to be a top. That is true. At all. You know, I, I have this thing, you know, and it, this applies to subs and in, in, in dominance or masters. But, you know, the art isn't trying to make a man into a master. It's more trying to make your master into a man, you know, because I'm always going to be a dominant person. I was born this way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I this is how I choose to live my life because it's how I was born. Right. But all the protocols, all the this and all the that. That is just funneled in the direction of being a good human being, mm-hmm. you know, being strong, being upright, you know, taking responsibility for you and the people around you and leading the ship, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's how I believe, you know, and but I do meet the people who want to be overly gruff and I find that these people are not actually dominant. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately thought of Firefly when you said leading the ship. I was like, oh, you're going to yeah, be in yeah. space. <laughs> I just needed me a brown coat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. I'm, I met my boy crush here. What? I'm, I'm totally straight, but I have a boy crush. Oh, tell us everything. Dave Mack. Dude, I'm totally a groupie for Dave Mack. He he basically wrote Kabuki, wrote and drew Kabuki. And he you know, he's done Daredevil and uh, but but I I wrote a book called The Enzo and it was totally inspired by A a breakup but B reading his book, his his comic books. And I had his book there, the comic books there the whole time. I swear I want to rip him off like just like this line is great. I wanna put that in my book. <laughs> but I got a chance Satine Phoenix, uh the, the model, uh introduced me to him and um and I totally almost lost my mind. I was I was like oh. I was going to scream. That's cool. <laughs> Satine's very cool. And she knows how to hook it up with, with meeting cool people. I've known Satine forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even going to tell you the stories about her, but I, she's probably downstairs going to like kick my butt. But I've known, I've got photo shoots and we've done stuff together and she's amazing. Yeah, she's remarkable. And her uh, art is, is remarkable. Off the chain. For, for you, you listening, uh, Satine Phoenix is a... Um, a big character actually around here at Meltdown Comics right. she she runs D&D and she did, there's a lot of art exhibits and things going on here and in a she's live do drawing class she's going to do your, design your tattoos yeah. she's a, she, uh, we've got her to design our tattoos like a family tattoo not a family tattoo although I want one if, if any of your listeners Branding. can do some, some art too I'd, be, I'd love to try and get a, a family tra- tattoo I wanted to do a barcode and actually register the barcode no. with all the information that I wanted. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like like log it and everything and it'll have our like our credo and our family mantras and everything like that and our rules and our guidelines and if lost please return too. <laughs> like uh, in a store a barcode or do you mean like the iPhone scanner type? I'm well, the, I, well, I think the, uh, the in-the-store bar, barcode, because, you know, the other ones are too hard to make. Oh. You know, if you're off a little bit, it'll... Can you actually else. scan a tattoo barcode? Because I, I feel like, like after a while, like the... Okay, now I'm just thinking about the logistics of that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm rooting for you. You know what? It, it's more... 
even if you couldn't scan it like doop, you could definitely type the barcode True. in, and it would give you the information associated with that barcode. It's uh, I love the voluntary barcoding of one's body. You know what I mean? I would love that. Reclaim it. That would be so sexy. It'd be like Blade. You know how they like they would mark their their freaking cattle or whatever their chattel, their guys mm. that they would bleed. That would be hot. Look at her getting all hot and Ooh, bothered she's over rubbing her I have throat. A, I, I have a thing with the bottom of my foot. It is, oh, my God. If I didn't have to have the, the pain associated with possibly having the bottom of my foot tattooed, I would. So, I mean, the idea of the barcode, if I could put it anywhere, I would, you know, on have it on the bottom foot. of my foot because that is so hot to me. Almost like a Mattel toy. Oh, you're making these, like, mmm. With faces about your foot. Does it, it mean it's a very sensual oh, place yes. for it you? Oh, yes. It is already doing it for me, and it is just a thought. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. But oh, I do she... like the nape of the neck, but I have a certain thing with the bottom of my foot. Yeah. Have you had um, orgasms from... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does fire on the bottom of my foot. He'll mm-hmm. paint on the bottom of my foot. Um, Knife play on the bottom of my foot. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, look at you. What are you doing? Oh, no. It's like, um, <laughs> bottom of the foot response for me is um, my nerve endings are too acute. So for for me, the faces I'm making aren't like sexual. They're more like, uh-huh. ah, I can't handle it. Like it's, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, ooh. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> it's perfect. That was, you know what we do is we just strap you down and then, oh. you know, make sure you can't move. And then Pre-negotiation. We Pre-negotiation. Oh. You know what? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're making a not so good yeah, face on the pre-negotiation. It. You know, a sub is like a terrorist, and we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> red flag. Red flag. Foul in the play. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holding three yards. <laughs> then this leads into a a question for actually both of you. Negotiation. Like some people are like, you don't need a safe word. We don't need to pre-negotiate. We're just going to see, and I'm your your top. And there's there's there are stories you hear about people right. getting into that. Would you say that some setting of, of hard limits around player is a good thing? <sighs> um, for people who are new, first of all, if you're, if you're new to this, follow it you know, by the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have been doing this 10, 15 years, whatever, they can stray a little bit and feel free to interpret and kind of go in the direction that they want. Um, but yeah, if you're going, to, if this is your first time and you've met somebody, make sure that you go over your, um, your, your, the things that you feel are your hard limits and negotiate those in. But the problem with negotiation is sometimes you're negotiating your sexual freedom out. Mm-hmm. You know, not only that, a lot of times you're limiting uh, the other person's gratification. Mm-hmm. So, y- yeah, for new people, please negotiate. Please talk about it. And please be safe. You know, but truth of the matter is, if somebody's going to hurt you or violate those things, once you're starting, they're gonna, they can do it. They can mm-hmm. still do these things. Mm-hmm. You know, once you put a blindfold on and are restrained, I mean, you're pr- pretty much at the mercy of somebody else. And it's a hope. I'm hoping that you don't do this. I'm praying that you don't do that. I'm trusting you. Well, building trust before you even get to the restraint part is always good, especially if you don't know them that well. I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, especially if you're not in a public place, you know, where you're like, red, red, yeah, red. That's, when I tell people how to be safe in BDSM, I say, you know, because everybody's like, oh, I don't want to be in public. I don't want other people to see me. But public is your best friend. Because once you go to a hotel, nobody's there is going to stop him. Yeah. You know, once you go to, you know, his house or your house, nobody's going to stop. So if you go to a either semi-public, which is a, a, a dungeon where they have memberships, or you go to a public event like Club V or uh, another dungeon or something that's public, 
everybody's there can can help you. Somebody's going to intervene and stop what's happening mm-hmm. if if you need that to happen. That's true. So you can negotiate whatever you want, you know what I mean? But truthfully, the people who are going to save you are the people that are sitting there watching you, mm-hmm. you know, or, or around the, the, the thing happening. So... That's my, my thing about negotiations. Okay, all right. I respect that. It's, for me, I mean, I'm pretty skittish when it right. comes to trust. And, um, I don't know why, but I just realized that because um, there's so many, so many people with so many needs and interests and wants that at some point I just kind of shut down a little bit in terms of what I was able to handle. Right. Because... Yeah. So now if I want to engage in play, I'm like, okay, let's start with this right. and we'll see if we can do that. And then from there, you know, you can expand a lot. Right. So that's kind of like how I enter things. Right. I'm like, skittish. Right. You know, you, I, I think one of the things that is a dominant, you have to be able to read people. Like as soon as I meet people, I'm already examining them. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know what you're wearing. W- what do you know about me? <laughs> Tell me everything. You know what? I, I hate doing this because I feel like <laughs> you ever, you ever see a Sherlock Holmes movie and the, and the, the dude's wife was like, oh, read me. Uh, you know what I mean? And then he went and just like ballistic. Like just destroyed her and shit. Oh yeah. Okay. If you make I'm, me cry, it's fine. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> if uh, I if I make you cry, six thousand people are never going to talk to me. Oh, it's going to be more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally fine. I'm curious. Tell you know me what? everything. I I, I I I I'm making assumptions because I I haven't actually talked to you. You know, I, you've, right. I've only been interviewed by you, but you actually seem like the type of person who's the most knowledgeable person in your dynamic usually, mm-hmm. and most people usually use you to lead. While you want to be the submissive or the bottom or be led, I think you're pretty much dragging people across the finish line. You're doing all the instruction and the teaching, and people are looking at you, and that's not always the person who you want to be. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I mean, when you have a certain amount of info, and then you're like, oh, I'm, yeah. And see, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here thinking, like, and, and to myself, in my predatory mind, I'm like, I'm so not letting you lead anything. <laughs> you know? So when you talk about ne- negotiation, you almost view it as a form of control. You're going to dictate the, the flow and the pace of what happens, which actually takes the dominant out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You don't need a dominant. You just need somebody to do what you tell them to do in that case. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, the, the problem for you, the thing, the hurdle that I would see you getting over mm-hmm. is the fact that you would need to learn how to let go and be led. No, I, I love the honest introspective, the, the introspective face. Like I went in, she went inside of herself for you I'm guys. Really checking in. Yeah, you know? she's seriously checking. Yeah, because I don't want to be like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like I want to really be honest. Um, one, I have, like, I, my body is incredibly sensitive in a way where, you know, like there's the central... Like when people don't know how to play with your body that well right. and then they shoot over the point where you can tolerate it and then you get in that zone where you have to pull away otherwise you like just start to cry because right. it's so intense. Like I'll hit that a lot like bottom of my feet. So it's also like no really there needs to be a safe word because if I get over there it's like it's over. Well see here's the thing. There's a difference between a safe word and an action that tells people that you need to pull back. You know what I what I do a is yellow, not necessarily yellow. Without what, okay, you can say yellow. Well, you can say yellow. Green, yellow, green, red. yellow, red. Yeah, it's not a stop. It's a you know slow down. Let's take let's let's take it back a few notches. You know I do a safe signal. So basically, if you open and close your hands repeatedly, I'll stop and check on you mm-hmm. and see what it is that's going on. And then from there, we'll make the determination as to whether we need to stop or if we're going to keep going or pull back in this area or do X, Y, and Z. See, that's not a safe word, 
That's just an action that says, hey, come and check on me. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is more important than a safe word when you've been playing for a while, of mm-hmm. course, because it says that a person's not losing control, that they're just going to bypass any of your actions and they're just going to go for it. So if you say, oh, this is just the tickling is too much. I just can't take it. It's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, a person has to find another way to get to where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, <laughs> I, I will. I always enjoy when people say like uh, things that they read, but negotiating also negotiation is also fun because I want people to know what my yeses are like what I'm really you know like you Indigo were saying about mm-hmm. how like, things that you're really like yes about is I want people to know what I'm really excited about because sometimes when somebody's doing something else where you sort of get kind of a little bored or a little bit like mm-hmm. this is interesting but not really you know but if they like it cool but I'm just sort of gonna you know be a supportive receiver of this thing that's happening but for them to kind of know how they can also just play right it's you know I'm, I'm a I'm a team player. I'm to help. I, I think like it's that. important to say the things that you like to let a person know these are the things I like. But I think what happens at a lot of times is people lead with what they don't like. Yes, don't do this. Say. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. First of all, why would I give you a list of shit for you to do? Because right. that's everyone. That's the first that's thing they want to do. Is what you say so, don't. So lead with your. I love this. I like this. Or I've been interested in whether they happen or not Mm -hmm. is another thing. But I would always lead with those yeses. Mm -hmm. I call it my cause. C.O.S. It's my conditions of surrender. Like, you know, what I mean, these are these are under these circumstances. I will play with you if you do. I'm into this. And I I just want to make sure that these things happen because these things really do it for me. And if you do something that I don't like, it, it, you know, then you sh- I'll say something or do a gesture and you should stop and check on me. Mm-hmm. That is a much better way than I don't do anal and I don't do this and I don't do that. And I'm doing, it's like, why do I want to listen to that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's already negative. Mm-hmm. You've already started off the whole process. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea of negotiation means that I'm against, I'm trying to get the best interest of me. You're trying to get the best interest of you. And then we're trying to do this jostling mm-hmm. back and forth. So we all win. Yeah, this way we win. You tell me what you want. This is what's going to make it happen. If you can do this for me, you know, 12 orgasms in an hour, I'm going to do, you know, I'll let you do what you want to do, you know, and, and we'll go from there. That's a perfect way of doing it. Again, disclaimer, if you've been doing this a while, then you can start doing that. But, you know, don't just start, you know, right. trying to use your conditions to surrender in the, in the very beginning, right. you know. I I realize we probably hear the music from downstairs because of... of a show is coming on. So it's like on. it's like a, it's like a whole Broadway number sound. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out and it's sharing your already? life with us. Uh, Does she talk? Oh, Monica just sort of makes um, supportive facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a Katie, but like I think like a little bit more. I don't know. Katie's a little bit more of a top. She's our other. She's our. Producer right. and Monica's a little more like a, a sweet face, like oh, oh that's cute. Uh. But I think she's got a sharp underbelly. Like uh, you think so? Yeah, we've talked a little bit. I, I think she's a total subby. Yeah. Mm. Look at it. Look at the smile. She's turning red. Uh-huh. Oh, so oh. sexy. <laughs> sexy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> are we already off? Is this already? T- are yeah, you saying yeah. goodbye to me already? I Jesus. am. But please share. Um, also, I know you make beautiful. Um, Leather artwork and colors and things, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember seeing some stuff you did in Stingray uh, at a some event, and I was like, 
That's cool. Man, you've been around for a minute. You, I've never seen her before, and she's like telling me what you've done. I remember details. I mean, I remember all the events and things oh, that I've I seen. I wish like, she would have spoken. We could have had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, the, it was plenty of time in life. Uh, I, mean, you know, I just went to my first munch yesterday. Nice. So. Well, you can always call us up. We'd be more than happy to sponsor some play. Just to help you out. Just uh, totally in your behalf. Oh, thank you. We wouldn't draw no enjoyment. Oh, no. Service, totally. (laughs) Total service stop. Oh, thanks, guys. (laughs) For science. (laughs) For science. (laughs) Um, Where can people find out more about you if you'd like anything public? Um, You can look me up on uh, Orpheus Black pretty much anywhere. You can Google me. Um, Orpheus Black, O-R-P-H. E-U-S, okay. and the last name is Black, B-L-A-C-K. And I think it's Orpheus Black tw- 12 if you're looking for me on Facebook. I'm the Black Orpheus, <laughs> <laughs> the black guy, the actual black guy. And, um, you know, uh, Gmail, uh, you can or- Orpheus and Indigo at uh, Gmail, or FetLife, you can Orpheus Black. So you can Facebook you, Orpheus Black. Face- that's what I said, Facebook. Did you say that? I said The 12. The 12. No, I'm, it's just Orpheus Black. I thought up. that too. It's Orpheus Black dot one two. Oh, in the URL. Yeah, and I've emailed oh, the guy who has Orpheus Black. He's doing nothing with the page. He so won't give it to me. Ah, okay, I, I know if I like friend, you know, you just searching yeah. for someone. I can just yeah, for, just just, just go ahead and hit me on Facebook. That's the best way to get me. And uh, OrpheusBlack.com will be coming up. Always, <laughs> I'm a Facebook. Whore. Yeah, we should be friends. I don't think we're friends yet on Facebook. No, so. no. And Twitter, in Twitter, you can get me at Orpheus Black, Orpheus underscore Black on Twitter too. Mm. And Indigo, anything you'd like to share? Um, extra? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I'm not, I will. I'm great if you ask me a question, I will honestly answer you. And anything I don't want to answer, I won't. You know, I never feel pressured. But as far as just blanket stuff, mm, no, I got nothing. Okay, cool. If you really want to we- reach me, you have to go through him. Because okay. I don't pay as attention. I don't, be. yeah. Ooh, protocols. <laughs> cool. That's right. <laughs> I'm Orpheus. <laughs> <laughs> so scary. Oh, so thank you very much. And you. Uh, you listening, I hope you enjoyed this wild ride. Nice. <laughs> Go team fun. Nice. <laughs>